From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. You would not be faulted for feeling confused about where things stand when it comes to President Trump, trade, and tariffs. President Trump threatening a new $200 billion round of tariffs against China. China has, of course, responded to this, saying that they will retaliate. President Trump deciding against the harshest measures on China investments. These trade negotiations appear to be hitting a point of pause. It feels like every day I wake up to a series of alerts about new tariffs being proposed or enacted or dialed back that it can be hard to keep up with where things stand and how the new policies are affecting prices, companies, and American workers. Well, joining me are two people who've been following it all, Rana Faruhar with the Financial Times and Rick Newman with Yahoo Finance. Should I call you the tariff warriors? For now. <laughs> okay, so Rick, what I— We might I, flip on that. <laughs> so Rick, I know I mentioned to you that I feel like I need a scorecard to keep track of where things stand, and your response to me was, yes, we have one. So where do things stand? <laughs> Here's where we stand. Uh, Trump has imposed actual tariffs on about $107 billion worth of imports so far. Some of those are in effect, and some of those will go in effect soon. He has threatened tariffs on another— $408 billion. That's mostly imports from China and all imported automobiles. So you add it up, that would be over $500 billion of imports would be subject to new tariffs under all of Trump's ideas. The total economy is about $20 trillion. So that represents about 5% of the total economy. That's significant. And how have other countries responded? China has imposed tariffs on the same amount of imports from uh, the United States. Europe has done the same thing, and that is beginning to hurt U.S. manufacturers. Okay, so Rana, it seems like the president is really focused on the trade deficit and those countries where we have a deficit. Is that the right place to focus? Uh, in a word, no. I mean, the trade deficit is one measure of many in terms of how a country is doing economically. To me, the most important part of this trade war, in quotation marks, has really always been the relationship around high-stakes technologies between the U.S. and China. That's really what this is all about. It's about uh, who's going to own the high-growth areas of the future, artificial intelligence, intelligence, uh, automated cars, et cetera. And I think that the reason this entire process started and has sort of spiraled out of control was really about how can we contain China? And it's not as simple as changing the trade deficit. I mean, doesn't the president have a legitimate issue with China? I mean, this is a country that requires U.S. businesses to share their intellectual property. For sure. There's technology transfers. I mean, he's trying to tackle a longstanding issue that has a lot of consequences for U.S. companies and national security. Is this the right way to go about it? So, yes, he is trying to tackle an important issue. No, it's not the right way to go about it. The right way would have been to team up with Europe, which, by the way, has the exact same concerns about China that we do. When you go into the Chinese market, if you're a Western company, be it European or U.S., you have to do a joint venture. You have to actually legally transfer your technology to China. That's the way it's worked. But, you know, other countries are now saying, hey, China, you're a rich developing uh, country, and really you should play by the rules of the, the fair trade game now. Okay, so, Rick, this is where we're at right now. We have tariffs imposed on countries around the world. So what might be the consequences back home? We need to know how far this goes. So if the end game for Trump is, let's just impose as many tariffs as we need to to get to some sort of level of protectionism that he feels is adequate, and then he stops there, then I think that's just lower growth. It's probably going to cost more jobs here that it's going to save. It won't necessarily cause a recession, but it's not going to really help the U.S. economy either. Trump keeps implying that this is all part of some bigger strategy and this is real, these are really just bargaining chips, these tariffs, and his real goal is to get to a point where there are no tariffs, either on their goods coming into our economy or our goods going into their economy. It's hard to see how he's going to get 
there because somebody has to back down now and nobody's going to back down. That's the problem. Yeah, also, it, it really doesn't tackle the fact that China has an entirely different kind of economy. I mean, two things really happened to cause this trade war. China became the number two economy in the world and Trump got elected. And the push-pull that you're seeing here is Trump trying to come up with a new way of doing business that's different than what multinational companies have done in the last 40 years and different than what China does in terms of its state-run economy. And it's really not working. I would also add that China can endure more economic pain than the United States can. And Trump, I think, has miscalculated on that. Why is that? I would actually disagree with that, but go ahead. Uh, because it's not a democracy. There's no political price to pay for President Xi in China the way President Trump has to deal with all the backlash with the midterm elections coming up and farmers who can't now sell into China and people who are losing their jobs, small businesses whose costs are going up because of the tariffs. There's really none of that in China. You know, I think that there is a way in which China can mitigate the short-term pain over, say, a year or two. It can use its foreign exchange reserves to kind of buffer the bankruptcy of its own firms. But ultimately, it doesn't have what it needs to make the next big jump uh, in terms of its development, whereas the U.S., with a lot of pain, I think could change supply chains and rejigger things. It would take a lot of pain, but I think it's actually more feasible technologically in some ways. Well, Trump hasn't sold that pain. He never has never said to voters, look, this is going to cause some pain, but it's going to be worth in the long run. He has never made that argument. Theoretically, all these tariffs are to get U.S. companies to bring jobs and bring business back to this country. Do you think that will happen? It could happen in part of the economy, but when you help some firms, you also hurt other firms. So that will happen to some extent in the protected industries. But for every protected industry, there's a downstream industry that is a consumer, a purchaser of those inputs that are now more expensive. And they're going to they're gonna have higher costs and they will cut back on production in the United States. And we saw this interesting example with Harley-Davidson this week. The tit-for-tat tariffs are now compelling Harley-Davidson to build more motorcycles overseas to sell to overseas markets because the costs just went up of building those motorcycles here and selling them overseas. Rana, this is a president who has a really black and white view of the world, <laughs> uh, and there's really no in-between. It's about winners and losers. So based on what we know right now, the tariffs that have gone into effect, what he's been talking about, who's winning? <laughs> I have to say that in the short term, I think Trump is winning. And I say that because he's been very clever. There's never a good time for a trade war, but this is about as good a time as any. He unleashed a lot of fiscal stimulus into the economy with his tax cuts. We are growing <laughs> a lot faster than we have in the last few quarters. That could continue another couple of quarters, and that could mitigate some of the trade pain. Now, ultimately, it's going to backfire, but you know, it could carry the Republicans through the midterms. It'll be interesting to see. There could also be many unintended consequences here. One of them could be China has to actually jumpstart its efforts to get ahead on some of these technologies because now it can't even rely on getting the technology from the United States, either fairly or unfairly. And they're going to be pretty aggressive about that. I don't think Trump is winning. I think Trump has backed himself into a corner. And if he were just doing nothing on trade and sitting back and letting the tax cuts and the increased government <laughs> spending just move the economy yeah, forward and just point. look at the bigger, G you know, we're going to get a bigger GDP number for the second quarter. If he were just sitting back and saying, look what I did and taking credit for it and doing no harm, then he would be winning. Yeah, he can't sit back, though. He can't. He, <laughs> he could pick something else to create controversy over. Leave the economy alone. Rick Newman is a columnist with Yahoo Finance, and Rana Fruhar is a global business columnist at the Financial Times. Thank you both for joining. Thank you. Thanks, Charlie. And I'm Charlie Herman. This is Money Talking from WNYC. 